It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome into the Atlanta basketball party, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight. You can't get anywhere else, but right here at Locked On. I am Tanitra Batiste, and alongside me is Deshaun Tate. This episode of the Atlanta Basketball Party is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. The Atlanta Basketball Party is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Deshaun, it was another game and another close loss for the Hawks. This time it was a 118-113 loss to the Bulls Tuesday. We'll deep dive into that in the end one. And of course, we're going to go around the Metro to wrap up. But first, we have thoughts. So Deshaun, I asked you this question because like I said, it's been close games these last couple games. Hawks Heat, five-point game. Hawks Grizzlies, six-point loss. Hawks Bulls, five-point loss. But there's been one consistent thing in those losses, and that's been some guy, Duncan Robinson, Desmond Bain, Ayo Dusunmu, some guy has been that guy who the Hawks just could not check. What is going on, you say, that makes it such that there's that one guy they can't check? I think sometimes it's just a matter of the focus. And granted, a lot of these, you know, some of these different teams are coming out and having really good games from some guys that, you know, maybe not necessarily uh, on the, you know, radar or doing their homework as uh, in, in detail as much. Mm-hmm. Didn't anticipate you would have to do this kind of homework on Andre Drummond. Didn't anticipate you would have to do this kind of homework on Ayo DeSumo. Didn't anticipate yeah. you would have to kind of do this kind of homework on Duncan Robinson. Tyler Hero, okay, I get that. Um, you know, DeMar DeRozan. Okay. I get that. You know, Desmond Bain being the guy you didn't, you know, he definitely has contributed more than enough where he should be on your radar, but all eyes have really been on John Morant. We know that with this Memphis team, just as an example, they're on the streak that they're on four game winning streak ever since he got back, um, from his suspension. Um, You know, and and obviously the job that they have done leading up to was good because based on mm-hmm. everything that Desmond Bain brought, but we know that that catalyst is John Morant. So I think it's just a matter of making sure that every I's have been dotted, every T has been crossed, every lowercase J has been dotted at this point. You got to make sure that you get any and all because of the stance of by where you are. And granted, I don't want to treat this situation with the Hawks like, 
Oh, it's feeling very much like Detroit Pistons right now. But in some ways, it just with the expectations that have come along with this year where, you know, you're under a new head coach. While we are willing to give that a little bit of extension of the on the leash a little bit, we're also, you know, looking at this at the same time, like, all right, we need to be able to have an identity here and knowing, you know, what we are, who we are a little bit more. DeJounte and Trey under the regime for a second year, maybe not a full second year, but under a second year together. And uh, I'm not sure that we're seeing some games we're seeing it. Some games were not. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of getting a little bit more dialed in, a little bit more focused, and uh, just knowing that you have to be paying attention to every guy, not just the star player from the opposing team. Indeed. I think that's a great point that you make because, yeah, you think, okay, Zach Levine's out, Andre Drummond is in. This shouldn't be a problem or an issue. And that was kind of my takeaway. Like, okay, I thought we kind of sort of had the big man issue resolved. I kind of liked the play of Clint Capella and Onyeka Okongu together. And it was solid last night, but it was solid last night. And I think that was the challenge because Andre Drummond was out there doing big things early. So literally it was a 17 point first quarter for the Hawks. And a big part of that was what Andre Drummond was able to do, right? He established himself in the paint. And it's funny because when you look at the graphic and you kind of see where his shots were, literally, they're all bunched up within about Mm -hmm. five to seven feet of the basket. There's maybe one that is a pseudo 15 footer. Every other shot of his is right there. And a lot of it, of course, was that that pick and roll was working for the Bulls. It was working to a degree for the Hawks. But I think it was just working shockingly well for the Bulls. And I think, too, Andre Drummond came out so strong that maybe the Hawks weren't prepared for him to come out looking like that, setting season highs of 24 points and 25 rebounds. But I think he was kind of like sandwiched, for lack of a better term, because you look at what he was able to do in that first quarter in setting the tone. And although he didn't necessarily have the best fourth quarter, it was Ayo Dasunmu who really at only nine points, but he, it was a big nine for, for yeah. him. Ultimately speaking, I felt like the Hawks were kind of back to that situation of what is it that we do with the big and how is it that we handle the big? And it felt like at times Clint Capella kind of figured it out, but it also felt like at times he didn't. Because when I look at the stat line and I see Clint Capella with only five rebounds, that's a problem. When I look yeah. at the stat line and I see Onyeka Okongu with only six rebounds, that's a problem because combined, that means he more than doubled your production on the board. One player more than doubled your production on the board. And although when the final stats came out, points in the paint was a, a problem in the first half, thanks to Andre Drummond. Now the number actually ended up kind of balancing out by the second half so that the Hawks end up with 52 points in the paint and the Bulls end up with 56 but Deshaun, a lot of that damage was already done in the paint in the yeah. first half, such that when the Bulls needed to go back in the paint, they knew they could in that last quarter, and they were able to get it done because Andre Drummond had a block where literally when CC goes up in this particular space, you know that's two points automatically, or it's even an and one for the Hawks. And with Drummond in the middle last night, it just was not. Well, and the other piece of this is, and definitely not trying to make an excuse, you know, for the Hawks, because some of this, just the reality is, we always talk about it. And you've heard me say it opening up the show many of times. Beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Beat the teams that you are pretty much equal to. And find a way to at least compete and contend against, you know, these teams that are just 
clearly better than you are. Um, that they did not do against the Chicago Bulls. And we've been seeing these wins, you know, against the Wizards and the Pistons and some of these teams here and there. But we need more quality wins. I get it. You know, you do want to, you know, not don't want to treat a loss like a win. There are some times where we're just willing to fluctuate that a little bit and say, all right, it was a single digit loss here and there and just trying to wait till we get our feet up under us. And I don't think that I think you'd be very hard pressed to find anybody that would say, I think the second half of this season will be, you know, much more optimistic um, than what we've been seeing uh, because some changes will be made and some adjustments will be made and comfortability will be there also. Um, But with Chicago Bulls is along the lines of some of those teams. When I mentioned Hornets and Pistons and some of those, you got to have wins against those. That's including on the road in the United Center in the Windy City as well. Miami was one of those ones, as me and you were texting about a little bit, uh, in regards to, you know, we know that it was going to be a tough matchup for Trey yeah. defensively, as it always is, yeah. uh, and, and just finding little different nuances to be able to break those traps and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the one with, you know, against against Memphis, you don't really have very much within the exception of two or three games that mm-hmm. – um, you know, really a blueprint to go yeah. off of what this team looks like with John Morant. So some of these things I'm willing to kind of give and take a little bit. That mm-hmm. one on the road against Chicago coming off of two. I mean, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about the Hawks damn near being on like a 10-game losing streak. These yeah. are the things that we cannot afford to happen anymore. And if these are the things that's going to look like they're going to start trending in that direction again, the losses cannot, I repeat, the losses cannot come against teams of the caliber of the Chicago Bulls without Zach Levine. Exactly. And those are the types of games where at the end of the year, when everybody is kind of middling, you know, when you have your top two or three teams in the East, right? And then you have that second bucket and then you kind of have that third bucket. You lose these kinds of games, you're going to find yourself in the third bucket. And we know the third bucket is. The third bucket is the playing bucket. So, yeah, to me, it was kind of frustrating because I knew, I was like, these these teams are like that Spider-Man meme. You know, I always love to talk about that Spider-Man meme. You, 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 you. It's the same team, right? So it was frustrating because I'm like, if you're the same team, then that means the Hawks need to win it, in my opinion. If it's the same team that you need to win it. But, I mean, look at When you check the team stats, that tells you how very close this game was. And, and to give credit and take it away all at the same time. We look at those three games and we and we'll talk more about that in a minute, but we look at those three games and we see that the Hawks are close. But when you know you're close, that's when you have to close out. Like if you know that both teams were struggling like last night from the three point line, then you need one more three pointer or two more three pointers, you know, and at the free throw line, they're virtually identical. Well, you need to make that one or two free throws that you miss. And then again, rebounds right there when it comes to offensive rebounds, you make sure that you're in the position for more second chance points than them. Now we're going to talk a little bit more, of course, about not just this game, but kind of looking across the space of the last couple games. We'll talk about that in a moment in the deep dive and we'll talk about it on the other side. So guys, we have partners over at eBay Motors and they have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host, Josh Lloyd, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. Now, every week, Josh has players that he picks. He calls them the fantasy picks of the week. 
And that's, of course, brought to you by eBay's Guaranteed Fit. Now, you can pick a player that you think is that surefire player, but I'm going to tell you who I'm super excited about. And I think that slowly but surely you're going to see this guy be one of the ones that Josh picks on a consistent basis. And that, of course, is a guy we're going to talk about in the end one, and that is Jalen Johnson. He's back. And we are so very excited for the Hawks because he's going to bring a lot to the table on both sides of the ball. He's the guy that each and every night you can expect to have a double-double, almost had one in his first game back after a month. So definitely keep your eyes on him. Also, Trey Young. Trey Young, of course, had that string of eight games uh, tying Oscar Robinson for the two players, I think, in uh, NBA history who had 30-plus points and 10-plus assists across that time frame. Of course, last night just short with the points, but he might be a good one you could bet on as well to get you that kind of double-double. Now, Josh from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is also here to help you to win that fantasy championship if you pay attention to them each and every week. And eBay Motors knows a champion when they see one because they are about each player being a perfect fit with your vehicle. The pieces of your car, look at them like players. Now, for me, that was brakes. The car before last needed brakes on it at the last minute and was able to pick from the over 122 million parts on eBay Motors and get the brake kit in really, really quickly so that I could get right back on the road safe and sound here in Atlanta. So for them, it's brakes, LED headlights, roof rack, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with the guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time of your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash eBay guaranteed fit, of course, is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Check them out at ebaymotors.com. So, Sean, time for the deep dive. Time to talk a little bit about the guy that we've all been waiting for, all been waiting for the return of one, and that is Jalen Johnson. Jalen, of course, had been out for a month with a wrist injury, been working his way back about a week ago, we found out that he had been cleared for full team practice. And that was kind of the indication that he was going to return. We started Monday morning or Tuesday morning, rather with Jalen being listed as questionable and uh, late day found out that he was available indeed. So Jalen comes in, has 29 points, excuse me, 29 minutes. And in that 29 minutes, he had 10 points, nine rebounds and four assists. I felt like that was a pretty solid showing, especially because Deshaun, what I loved about that is he set the tone early. First two possessions for the Hawks, Jalen gets the first four points. He had three of their first eight rebounds as well. But overall, when you look at the body of work in his first game back, what would you say was the difference that he made for the Hawks in that game last night? I would just say activity. You know, the one of the concerning things for me is, you know, when you're coming back from an injury, especially when you know mentally that you're such a vital piece, this team looked significantly better at the yeah. time when you were in the rotation versus when you were not active. Um, so would you be coming back and playing gingerly? You know, what yeah. type of game shape would you be in? Because we didn't have a ton of games under our belts um, before he went down. You know, I think mm -hmm. he played 16 games of the 30 that has been played. You yep. miss a whole calendar month um, from, you know, being, you know, not being in the game. But sure, you get your double digits and points, which is fine, whatever, what have you. But I think the other piece of that is continuing to be confident and uh, consistent and persistent with going to the basket, you know, with yeah. growing over so much time that I've been mm -hmm. seeing him play where I'm like, this dude is probably nothing more than just like a stretch forward. That's the way I've always saw him. 
This mm-hmm. year he came in, he was active, he brought his energy and a lot of, you know, his uh, you know, his 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 conversions came at the rim. Would he continue to be that way and not play scared of another injury? And he did exactly just that. Rebounding the ball well, led the yeah. team in that four assists, which may not seem like a ton, which is perfectly mm-hmm. fine, but that was still second on the team in assists. I think tied with DeJounte Murray, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Um, so all of those things, just seeing him come back and picking up mentally, if not nothing else, where yeah. he left off that I thought was was really, really good. A guy who averages, you know, before going out 14 points a game, shooting mm-hmm. 41% from three, um, 60% from the field, which is one of the higher, you know, some of the highest percentages in this league, especially for a guy mm-hmm. that plays the role that he does with the inexperience prior to this year. I think that yeah. it was really just like a win-win for this team and is only going to get better uh, mm-hmm. and is only going to grow and develop more and more with him consistently back in that lineup again. I think the same. And one of the things that you mentioned was the energy that he brought to the table. There was just so much excitement from the team that he was back. And I think, too, what I found often in those uh, 15, 16 games that Jalen played before he went down, there were yeah, he had a lot of double doubles. Let's start right there. Right. Did have a lot of double double games points and rebounds, but sometimes it was points and assists. So I think that's great what you mentioned, that he has picked up the skill of facilitating, being a bit of a facilitator in addition to what Trey and DeJounte are able to do. So I think that's what he brings to the table at the four when maybe we don't see that from Sadiq Bey when he's playing the four or if they have an Onyeka Okongu in uh, playing at the four. So I think that's one thing that was missing. I think another piece there is, of course, like you said, what he's able to do in improving his three-point shot, but also his field goal percentage, 59.6%. Now, granted, a lot of that is, yeah, he will take it to the house. He will dunk just like last night with authority. And he was like, I think there was a collective sigh of relief from Hawks Nation because you didn't know whether he was going to be ginger or or gingerly with it or tender and kind of nervous about it. No, he went with aggression and authority just like you'd seen before he went down with the injury. And I think that other piece there as well is what he brings to the table is the ability to bring help. And granted, it didn't quite work out as well as maybe it could have worked out last night, but it's only his first game back. So I feel like, you know how we're always saying, who's going to be that guy? who guards at the perimeter, but if you need him to guard under the basket, he could do that. And that was Jalen Johnson. He was starting to, like you said, be that stretch for in so many positive ways and so many refreshing ways that we'd never seen from him before. And so, yeah, there were a couple times last night where he tried to bring that help for DeJounte Murray on DeMar DeRozan. And granted, it didn't quite work out where, you know, as as well as you would have wanted it to. But again, Deshaun, it's showing you the versatility that De- Jalen Johnson has and what Quinn Snyder will be able to work with now that he's back. Um, and if we're just being, you know, realistic, some of the some of the reasons, not all the reasons, because I don't want to treat this as if Jalen Johnson is all world by any means. But I think some of the reason why we've seen the results from the Hawks be the way that it has been, especially with him out of the lineup is mm-hmm. because it's given you that opportunity to, you know, 
focus and hone in on some of the other guys where before you kind of had to keep your eyes on Jalen Johnson, knowing where he's at because he's racked up all these statistics in the games that he's been active and being able to be out there on the floor and look as good as he has. Now you Mm -hmm. have that chance to be able to see Oyeka Okongu go back to his original spot coming off of the bench. You still have Jalen Johnson there to be able to give some weak side help to where it doesn't seem like everything is on Clint Capella. Yeah. Um, you know, you do have someone in place to free things up for, you know, uh, for, for bogey a little bit, which he's been on a crazy tear as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even for guys like Trey and some of the attention and eyes off of him as much and where more of that focus can be on him igniting that chemistry and just growing and developing that more with him and DeJounte Murray. So I think that there's different elements that won't always necessarily show up on a stat sheet. There mm-hmm. are some of those pluses or uh, positives um, that will, you know, that will benefit the Hawks more so because yeah. that opposing team now has to refactor him back into the lineup because they know the word is getting around to the league that, mm-hmm. you know, he has been such a critical piece to this team's success. Yeah, and he's what I like to call the MIP. We can definitely say that Trey Young is the MVP, the most valuable player for this team, but I would say Jalen Johnson is probably the most important player on this team for what the Hawks are trying to do. And I can't wait to kind of see once he's acclimated back into the lineup, what Quinn Snyder is going to be able to do now that he's got that weapon back. Now, the other thing that I thought was, it was a little encouraging, but it was a little frustrating kind of looking back over the last five days. And that's the fact that like we had mentioned in the first segment, the Hawks have had three really close games that were easily winnable. We saw this with the heat last year where it would go back and forth, right? Where they would have a, close game and the heat would pull it out then the hogs would pull it out same thing last year with the bulls by the way we saw last second shots uh in two of the four games that they played against the bulls last year and then with the, the grizzlies well we know with john morant at his finest last year but they were close this this uh this particular game this past weekend so i'm wondering good or bad Deshaun, if you saw anything that consistently worked or didn't work because they did lose those games that maybe had you concerned I don't think there was anything ridiculously crazy. It kind of actually talking about all this just kind of brought me back to we we're talking about the Spider-Man thing and we're doing this, which pairing this with John Morant probably is never really good optically, to be honest with you. But outside of that particular piece, um, you know, I, I think it's just I, I mean, the, the things that the Hawks usually do well are the things that I think has worked. Um, you know, I, I think the one concerning piece a little bit is just kind of cutting down on some of the census turnovers, um, yes. a little bit, some of the, the, the bonehead ones, the unforced errors. I get it when you're playing, you know, Miami and the heat culture and the way they defend Trey and everything else, those things are going to happen sometimes. And that's just what it is down the stretch shooting free throws. And I never, you know, how I am, I'm, I'm always been a big advocate for Trey, um and while he has been exceptionally good for this team so far i think there's sometimes way too many instances of which sure it's okay to miss a free throw from time to time but some of these free throws have been coming in some very clutch moments of the game from what i've been noticing um so to see him you know kind of get that together and there's something that all of these guys can do nobody's perfect everybody can improve upon something Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, 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 you know, DeAndre Hunter is another one of those pieces where 
I'm still left kind of scratching my head and I got a feeling that I won't be able to find a solution to that anytime soon. I would like to ask you for, you know, I, I like to think that me and you can kind of, I can kind of speak for you a little bit on that one because we've typically been on the same page when it's yes. come to DeAndre Hunter. Um, but even seeing, you know, Sadiq Bay come in there and I mean, think about it. Even something else, I think, from a confidence standpoint, what you've gotten out of the Matthews. We haven't seen those guys come in and put up double-digit numbers, but they've been stepping in, standing in the gap, taking charges, taking shots, not being afraid to do so, shooting the ball with confidence, making them or missing them, and not just feel like you're playing five on four out there because you don't have Jalen Johnson. So I think that that's something that has helped versus the alternative being just throwing a guy out there that just, you know, is kind of just going to be running up and down the floor. Well, I, I guess you had to start somebody tonight, so I guess I'm the guy. It's nice to see guys being active out there and at least putting forth some effort, if not nothing else, on the end that they really desperately needed at, and that is on the defensive end. Offensively, I don't have nearly as many concerns. Right, and I think that's a great point that you mentioned because we didn't have an opportunity to talk a lot about Dre so far. But, of course, DeAndre Hunter is expected to be out around two weeks because, of course, he's um, I think he had the MRI and then, of course, had to have um, – it's really kind of non-invasive surgery. I mean, in surgery is invasive all the time, but meaning it's something to where if he can bounce back in two weeks from that uh, knee surgery, I think it is, then that's something where you shouldn't have too much of a concern. But I'm very interested to see how this lineup kind of functions without him. Of course, Sadiq Bay was in the starting position uh, last night, so they played two small forwards. But I'm very interested to see if there's any drop-off there. And like you said, when you start playing tight games, your turnovers can't be 16 and that other team has turnovers at 10 and you expect to win. And even, you know, when you're going to the free throw line, if you're committing 21 fouls and they're committing 17 in a tight game, especially late, that's how you're going to win it. If you're going to make those free throws and if you're going to play clean basketball. So we'll look for that when we see what they're going to do this weekend, when they take on the Kings, we'll, actually take you around the metro and talk a little bit about some goals and some resolutions that we'll have when we come back. So guys, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event, which could be the Friday night game. Hawks are coming back home to take on the Kings. Game time is the way to avoid any hassle or anxiety about getting game tickets. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets. But guess what? It's not only for games, it's for music, it's for comedy events near you. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee is what helps game time to take the guesswork out of buying tickets. So you can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you can know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps, and the game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So it's really simple. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Now terms apply, but again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA. That's L O C K E D O N N B A for twenty dollars off. Download that Game Time app today for last minute tickets with a lowest price that is absolutely guaranteed. All right, Deshaun, like we said just before the break, the next game is with the Kings. The Hawks have about a day or two to reset because, of course, they are coming back home. I think they returned home today from Chicago. 
they'll have an opportunity to take a break and then, of course, shoot around. And then the big showdown with the Kevin Herders, <laughs> the fighting Kevin Herders. But um, when the Kings come to town, it's always competition. It's always competitive because I'd say the teams are pretty evenly matched up, except that the Kings are on the other side where the Hawks are 12 and 18. Kings are coming in with the 18 and 13 record. So in order for the Hawks to get back in the win column and avoid a four-game skid, what is it that we need to see come Friday from this Hawks team? No, I mean, I think that the, one of the main things is just the fact that, you know, get rid of the unforced errors, some of the senseless turnovers and things of that nature. I think that will always help. Um, and just being able to knock down those free throws. They're typically a good turnover ratio team and good free throw shooting team anyway. I just like to see us continue to be on top of our game with that, perfecting that particular part. And, of course, you know, Handy dandy notebook time. There's a couple guys that we have to kind of pay attention to because all there's uh six um players on Sacramento's team that is averaging double digits. Um, so while the you know everyone's eyes are definitely gonna be on you know Sabonis and you know um you know uh, uh De'Aaron Fox exactly. Yeah. You got so many of those wings as well that are able to contribute. You know in high numbers. You do have that Malik Monk with all of his athleticism. Davion Mitchell, who's really gonna have a tough job of being paired uh, onto Trey Young from a defensive standpoint. Chris Duarte, who maybe doesn't put up a bunch of points, but is an experienced player. A younger player, but kind of has that NBA vet type of style and mentality already as it is. Exactly. So he's yeah. another piece. Um, Kevin Herter, of course, it's always going to be emotional when we have that opportunity yeah. to play against him. Harrison mm -hmm. Barnes, Keegan Murray. So there are a lot of wings that we kind of have to pay attention to. Kind of mm -hmm. stinks that we probably won't have DeAndre Hunter for that particular game because this is where you need as many hands on deck as possible. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other part is just the energy guy himself. We always talk about the energy that Jalen Johnson gives. That is who JaVale McGee is for no this question. team. Uh, so we definitely want to keep, uh, keep our eyes and our ears open for that. I don't think we have an opportunity to really go into this game with, you know, thinking that we have anything other than minimal errors that we can make in this game. But have some pride. Stand on all ten toes. Stand in the gap. Stand and fight the way that the Hawks do. And, and, and defend home court. Hawk, yeah. We have not been a very good home court playing and defending yeah. team so far this year. So come out where you're red. This is the last home game of the calendar year. So we definitely want to finish this thing out strong uh, and certainly with a bang before we go on the road to the uh, nation's capital and wrap everything up for 23 going into 24. Indeed. And one of the things about this team as well is as good as they played, I gave them one extra win. They're 70 and 12, not 18 wins. But one good thing is, Every team can have an off night. Every team is beatable because if the Portland Trail Blazers can blow you, can literally hand you a blowout loss, De'Aaron Fox can score 43, DeMontis Sabonis can score 34, and you still get blown out, then yeah. there's every opportunity that the Hawks can beat this team. And this may be one of the teams where technically the Hawks kind of match up well because, you know, when the teams are like too big for them, that's when it's a challenge. But they played a couple, they played two small forwards and a power forward in that game. And I think that might actually be a decent matchup for the Hawks. And I think the other piece is this, they had an off shooting night from the perimeter and also they got out rebounded and from points in the paint, they, they were only edging out the blazes a bit. So I just think some of those areas where we, that we mentioned, 
if the Hawks can kind of exploit that and if the Hawks can play a clean game because the Kings will play a clean game and not turn the ball over very well, they have every opportunity to stop this three-game skid. Now, before we wrap up, we're going into New Year's. You mentioned it. And there are some things that we want to see in 2024 from the Hawks. What is maybe that one squad goal, that one resolution of what you want to see from this team in 2024? Yeah, I'm not sure that there's one, but I promise I won't be long winded. Uh, I'm sure you know that that's impossible. But um, where, you know, where, treat this team, these last couple of teams, like they're wearing purple and green. They seem like they always find a way against Milwaukee, one of the better teams in the East to come out and, and, and win games or shock some people. We know that they're always going to be in games. Treat this purple and white Sacramento team like it's purple and green Milwaukee. Um, and then make sure we're going out there and, um, you know, just, um, you know, all-star break is going to be coming up soon. Let's make sure we do our part on that end as well uh, by going out there and uh, voting, you know, for the all-stars and so forth so we can see some Atlanta Hawks participation. And right now we're right on the outside of, of playoffs. We're in the 11th spot. So let's find a way to m make a move into, you know, whether it be play-in. I know ideally, more ideally, would be in the top eight um right. or top six whatever what have you but find a way to start positioning ourselves back into what the expectations were coming into this year and that's to be a solidified guaranteed playoff contending team we haven't seen that this year i would like to see that as one of the goals going into the new year yeah well goal for me would be this we're about six weeks away from the trade deadline. I circle February 8th on my calendar, and I want to see the Hawks make a move. You got six weeks to make it happen. You got six weeks to hit your squad goal because I think that the Hawks have pieces, but I think if we're all being honest, whether you look primarily in the front court, hopefully they won't touch the back court because I do think the back court is coming of age, so to speak, although now there are rumors swirling about the Lakers wanting DeJounte Murray. So there's that. But hopefully the backcourt will kind of stay intact. But I think there could be a front court move or two. But even if it's one move, make it a major move so that the Hawks can get in formation and get in position to contend. That is my goal for them for 2024. Listen, guys, we appreciate you for supporting us throughout 2023, whether it's the Atlanta basketball party or it's locked on Hawks, our postcast after each and every game. Thank you guys so much. And as always support our guy as well, Brad Rowland, who does wonderful analysis over at locked on Hawks. We appreciate you from all across this locked on family. And of course, don't forget if you like us that much, then go like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You guys have a happy new year. Be safe out in those streets and we will see you Saturday on the Lockdown Bulldogs postcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.